Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Seeds Season 2, Episode 1. We're back here after a while. Today I'm here with my friend Ramon RJ. Yo. Hey. And today we're just going to talk about mental health issues and how we've been like coping and how everybody's been coping throughout this crisis on um, COVID-19 and just like everybody's perspective on it. And yeah, so RJ is going to be just guiding us through some questions that we're going to be answering and just flow with it, I guess. <laughs> cool. Cool. So yeah, we're live on the podcast this whole time. Alright, cool. So just like, you know. Make, make make it like it's a oh, yeah, you can't edit like a radio yeah. yeah I can't edit the podcast okay. so, just, so let's just keep talking yeah like it's a radio like okay. like we're just here chatting yeah so I mean I guess the first question I'm gonna throw and obviously I'm not on camera because I don't like the camera hey <laughs> no but I guess the, the first thing I'm gonna throw is like like guys how have you been like, what's been going on how have you been coping um I've been bored I've been at home most of the time I haven't been socialising until this week to be honest mm. so it's just been me and my family and uh, <laughs> um, I mean, at first it was alright, but after a while it gets boring. Being with the same people all the time, like twenty four seven, it gets quite boring. Um, that's why I just needed more space. I had a week off. I went away for a week. I'm currently in that week. So um, yeah, that's how I've been coping. You? Yeah, I feel like to be honest, at first I was excited. I was like, yo, you know, like. I'm gonna have time to do what I wanted to do, get stuff done. Yeah. But to be honest, it's really proved to you how is it the word determined? How determined you are to actually do what you wanted to do when you actually quote unquote didn't have time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I've just been trying to stay busy, and that's what I've been trying to do. Um, do you think I- it's worth that? Do you think you've actually managed to be busy and keep busy? I've. Mm, I've learned how to find things to do. That's a good thing I've learned how to do, find things to do, because there's always something to do. And on times like you actually have the luxury of going outside and actually doing things, you don't really know what to do, you don't really find things to do when you have like no option but to find things to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to get too deep. Cause... Yeah, I guess for me, it's just been, it's been fucking Pete, bro. <laughs> Sorry, can I swear that? Sorry, my bad. Can you? Um, can I? If I don't, it's for YouTube, can I? It's just click, it's not for kids, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I'll cool. cool, yeah, I, I'll keep my language clean. No, it's been, it's been peak, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, pretend um, we're live on the radio. Yeah, I mean, Cap, you know me, you know, I'm just a doer. You know, I just like to be on the go, I'm constantly on the go. If I'm not travelling, then I'm working, if I'm not working, I'm doing something, I'm always doing something. So, to have all of a sudden the whole, um, I, I kind of call it, like somebody said to me, they use actually use a great word, they kind of like called it like a glass wall, which really kind of like, I think, conceptualized what I was going through. Like at the end there, you still see the outside, so it's like you can, there's still the world out around you, but like there's a glass wall, like restricting you from doing the things you want to do. And in kind of reverse to you, like Ramon, like you've had your family around you and shit like that, whereas I've been on my ones, <laughs> you feel me? And whilst I feel like I'm an independent, strong guy, bro, like at times I felt so damn weak. I'm not getting front, like, I was just like, what the worst is going on? Like, um, seriously, it, it just got to me. And like, I think, Cap, you remember there was a point where I was just like, I felt I was really losing it. I was like, bro, like, 
it's like, I feel like I wanna die. Like, I wanna go out, I wanna do my shit. I wanna, I wanna be on the go. So I think the beautiful thing though about it all um, is it's kind of taught me to slow down and just allow myself to be at one with me. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, I work in a place where I'm constantly, you know, on the go. I'm a doer, you know, everything for me is like about a timeline and success. You get me? Everything's yeah, like, I've got to yeah. do this and I'm going to succeed and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, having that taken away from you and you still got to live, it was just mad hard. You feel me? It was, it was mad, mad, mad hard. I mean, I'm going to throw a question to you guys like, uh, like, what was your lowest points? And what do you think? Yeah, what was your lowest points for that one? During quarantine? Yeah, just like quarantine, yeah. Um, the day my bed broke. That day I was depressed. Your what broke? My bed. Your bed? Yeah. Bro, so how did your bed, bro? Hold on, hold on. Bro, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. We gotta dig into this. So, bro, how did your bed break? Okay, so, um, basically I do editing. Like, I'm an editor. And, um, I dropped my hard drive down the stairs. So I couldn't do any more editing. Um, so I decided I'm going to do art instead to pass the time. Um, but I ran out of white paint, so I couldn't get a lot of art done. So I said I'm going to start um, working out to like pass the time. So I went into my shed and I was looking for um, my bench. I found it, but I couldn't find the actual what's it called? barbell. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was under my bed. So I lifted up my bed because it's one of the beds you can open and close okay, yeah. and it just collapsed. So I had to sleep on the floor for the next two days and I was so sad because I couldn't do any art, couldn't do any editing, it was just me on the floor, upset. You couldn't even sleep good? Barely, I could barely sleep. <laughs> it was stressful. That was my lowest point. And that was like three weeks into quarantine, I think. Jeez. How long, and you had two days without a proper bed? Yeah, and then my dad fixed it for me, but... I'm just lost in task. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I think I don't I don't really remember mine. I think it was just me getting drunk back to back without really remembering why. Like I'm just drunk all the time. Like just drinking back to back. I can't really remember a specific time. Okay. Yeah. So do you think like the alcohol and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit um, controversial now. Do you think the alcohol, would you agree, was like some kind of sub, some kind of um, substance abuse to kind of as a form of escapism? Yeah, yeah. And why? <laughs> and why did you feel you needed to go there? Again, just being totally devil's advocate. I guess just to not feel like, I guess, sober. The effects of being at home, stuck at home, it just didn't seem. It was something different than just being at home watching TV because you had to be home. I suppose he was drunk, like listening to music, watching shows, or like talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a different scenario. I believe. Um, I think for me, the lowest point was um, I don't even boost nobody's ego in here. <laughs> but I think the lowest point was, I mean, so so on the camera, I guess some of you might not will not know that Cap stayed with me a few days, you know. And I kind of got familiar with having someone around because normally, like, my day is like this. I wake up, crack a dawn, I'm out of the house. Yeah. I don't come back till late at night, mm-hmm. beat a food or go gym. Then I'm in bed, yeah. period. So I don't even feel the house that much. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 
me and Kepp were talking, he's like, yeah, yeah, come chill like here for a few days and it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's company and shit. So all of a sudden I kind of got familiar to that, yeah. having someone around, you know, that kind of constant space. And it kind of like, it became like a distraction to the reality of what we were going through. Yeah. Because bro, come on, like, we were like drinking every day, like vibes yeah. in, like, it was just, it was mad. And then he went home. Yeah. And that door shut, it was like, you felt this. You felt bro. I felt like the absence, and I felt the cold, and the whole thing about living alone. And as I said, like I've been living alone since I was like seventeen, eighteen, and even though I've been used to it, I've always been around people. So actually, even if when when I got my first place, it's like okay, living alone was wasn't a thing because everybody used my yard as the cotch yard. You hear me? Like it's like yeah, RJ's got a place. Let's go there, chill, smoke, blaze, whatever you. So actually just being alone, I realised, bro, I've not been alone since, like, I was a kid. Like, I mean, that's another subject for another day, but give you guys some context. I mean, my parents, when I was younger, my mum, my, my dad and my stepmom, they used to work. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was, like, about five years old, I used to get left at home by myself. So just being at home by myself, that fear of, like, something's going to happen, yeah. bro, all of a sudden, like, it started kicking back in again. And I was like... Oh my god, I'm by myself. Yeah. And bro, anxiety started to kick in. You feel me? And you know, this is the maddest thing, is like anxiety isn't something you can control. Because it's that feeling that just comes up. You feel me? It's like that demon, like that fucking like that demon, like that monkey. Have you ever watched Family Guy? Is it Family Guy? With that the evil monkey. Comes yeah, the evil monkey, bro. Yeah. It's like that evil monkey in the closet that just comes and shows its face and you're like, whoa, what the ass? And then obviously because I feel like I need to just kind of maintain this. Right, it's a good thing we had a drink. <laughs> I feel like I have to maintain this, like, yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this. Yeah. It's like, I feel myself falling, but then I'm still kind of like showing this, like, yeah. no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But deep inside, bro, I, I felt it. Mm-hmm. And I think my lowest point was actually just being alone by myself. And this ain't necessarily on cap or not. It's, it could have been anybody that could have been, bro, it could have been you that was staying here. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact that there was company. And then all of a sudden, now I'm, I'm now faced to the reality that, bro, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I think it's the flip. There's like actually being with people, which can actually, you know, amplify emotions and energies between people yeah. versus being alone and the yearning to actually be with someone which is like it's mm. like uh, that's another level bro so yeah yeah that was no doubt like my lowest point if you only yeah yeah no doubt my lowest point so um maybe the next segue is like how did you kind of get through it like um for me, obviously for you because it was like your bed broken and yeah. hard work. <laughs> <laughs> um how did I get through it I mean I took a week away like Luckily, my aunt, my cousin had a place that she was looking to rent and no one was staying there, so she said I could stay there for a bit. And I've just been staying there, doing work, basically. And I know for you, like, being away from people was hard, but for me, it helped a lot. Because I was constantly around my family. Not that I don't like them, I do like my family, of course, but it's just, sometimes it feels like it's just a lot, you know? Um... Uh, yeah, it just feels like it's a lot. It's constantly having people, the same people, constantly doing the same thing. And you know when little things start to get on your nerves? Yeah. It felt like that. And I didn't want to 
I could feel the emotions inside of me starting to get resentful so I thought it's better I take myself out of this than have it keep brewing because I'm not a person that usually likes confrontation mm. I try to avoid it as much as I can you feel like that thing feels because you've seen them for too much over too long yeah and just the little things they do start to get on my nerves I could feel it building and I don't like it that feeling when yeah. you're starting to feel like you dislike people Yeah, I don't like that feeling at all mm, yeah. and it's my family that makes it worse so I was like it's better I just have some time off yeah that's deep actually you know what I can kind of like relate to that mm-hmm. and it's it's a bad thing because there's something there's something in this whole thing about um, the people who are around you 24-7 you kind of take them for granted yeah you feel me but then kind of like that said too much of them yeah it's just like alright then like bro like, <laughs> <laughs> like come out of your freaking space yeah. you know and when you're actually forced and that's why I like I love that I love that metaphor about this kind of glass wall mm. you know it's like you can't escape from it you've actually yeah. got to deal with it and um, it kind of got me to this space where I began to understand that you know what it's like a paradigm shift in my thinking I realised the problem isn't with them mm-hmm. the actual problem is with me yeah, and so. how I relate to them mm-hmm. and how I deal with them because there's a certain thing that there's like a certain level of being able to accept people for who they are and what they are it's not to say that you like it but you just understand you be like alright this is who they are you feel me like even growing up and even though I know it's not quarantine but like going back in days I mean you guys don't know what whoever's listening listen to this podcast don't know that like, my dad died five years ago and my dad used to jar me like I'm not mm-hmm. that, I'm not kidding you like my dad used to like oh my god he'd be like that kind of guy that just be, like always 24-7 on my case but now I deep it because he's not around. Mm-hmm. He was always on my case because he just wanted the best for me. You feel me? Like he wanted me to succeed and he wanted me to do great things. And back then, like I'm not gonna lie, I was a, I was a shit ass man. I was just like, it was just about me, 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 me. You know, and about what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And guys, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Like if I could do anything to like get. As much as I hated that guy, if I could like get like half an hour of him, mm-hmm. car, you see, when I started building and actually started making shit for myself, he was already sick. Mm-hmm. When I got my first house, he couldn't even come there, mm-hmm. he never saw it, he never ever saw it. And I remember like sitting down with him in, the, in, the, in, in, his, in his home. Where um freaking that bro, I'm getting so deep. But this is good. Like being in the home where the room where I like used to sit by myself as a kid. Being with my dad, like he was then sick and he was like the baby because he couldn't do nothing. He had like heart attacks and he became like disabled. He couldn't move nothing. He had aphasia, which you know about. He couldn't talk no more. And I used to say to him, like, Dad, like, I bought my first place. Like, and he just looked at me and he smiled and he nodded his head. And I was like, Dad, I want you to come and stay with me. Like, I want to, you know, and this is something that used to jar me 24-7. Mm-hmm. 
but the, the kind of strength I got was the fact that there was a sense of pride that, yeah, you know, his parenting was hard, but I get it, you know, and my thing, or my, and kind of like bringing it back to the, the scenario now was like, it's like these people around us, sometimes they mean well, but they just don't know how to say it or they don't know how to do it. And sometimes it comes out so flat, you feel me? And it can be so heart wrenching it can hurt us, it can jar us. But the key thing is it's about our disposition in life, about where we are, and our knowledge and context and understanding about, all right, you know what, I get it. This is who you are. I don't agree with everything you say, but I respect you. And deep down inside, I know you're doing this for the best for me. You feel me? I don't agree with the way you're doing it, but boom. And then you can hold your peace. You feel me? So it's that kind of thing where, yeah, you've got people around you 24-7 and they might jar the heck out of you. And I, and I get it. But as long as you know, like, and this is, this, I think this is the crux of what I'm trying to say. As long as you know that their intentions are pure and coming from a good place, then you know what, just ride it. You feel me? Because one of the biggest killers out there, I always say this, and I, and I tried to practice this, but I'm not perfect. One of the biggest killers out there is ego. Because ego is our own wants and our own desires and our own needs, regardless of anybody else's. And sometimes when we just take a step back and say, all right, you know, it's not always about me. You know what I mean? I might not agree with what you're saying, but I don't agree with what you're saying. It's because potentially I'm not in that place to understand it. Yeah. You know? And like that, I'll hold my peace. Sorry, Cam. Oh, this is your shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was
I would say time management. Um, just like learning how to plan out your time because you have so much of it. Um, just learning, like trying to figure out what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it. Because if not, you'll just get caught up doing nothing or being unproductive. I mean, my one's like, it's kind of deep, but don't go too deep, but it's, um, I've had to face my demons, 100, I've had to face my demons, because we live in a world where it's fast paced, it's about making money, it's about doing things that excite you and energise you, and, and I've been living that, like, bro, like, nobody can do that, I said it to you, Cap, the other day, like, if I die tomorrow, like, I don't want to, but if I die tomorrow, bro, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm like, I've lived so much about life. You get me? I've done so much. I've, I've acquired so much in life, but I've never really dealt with my demons. You feel me? And this space and this time has forced me to address my demons and address things that that are really, like, really, like, sore for me. And I'm gonna say this. I mean, I don't know what your audience is like, Cap, but I'll say this, like. I think as a black community, we don't necessarily talk much about our problems. 100%. Yeah, if you feel me, like, 100%. there's this kind of stigma about talking your business because it's like, yeah. oh, that's not, and I'll give you some context. It's like, mm-hmm. like, I'll give you an example. I mean, your audience don't know, but when I was born, I, I mean, I'll tell you guys, you guys will see me on camera, so I don't give a damn. <laughs> but I, I was literally a result of, of an affair. So yeah, we'll take a break, a quick break, but now we're back. So as Audrey was saying... Yeah, so I was a result of an affair, and that's something I've just never dealt with before. So the whole thing of abandonment, because I was put in a children's home when like, my mum's partner rejected me, and this was like, I would have been like, what, a month old, tops? And I was in a home until about three years old. So I then built up a relationship with the carers at the home, and then taken away from that, I was then put into like, oh, well, my dad literally fought to get me out. And that's after rape the man. But then he wasn't prepared to be a parent. You feel me? So dealing with that kind of loss of, or those issues of abandonment, and then feeling like alone and isolated, there's nothing I've really dealt with. So this whole isolation has now forced me to deal with that. And yeah, at the end of the day, like, you know what? I look at it like this, I'm gonna come out stronger and better. You feel me? Like, yeah. ain't that, always say this, like, ain't nothing, if it don't kill you, it's, it's gonna stronger. make you stronger. Period. 100. So, period. Did you answer, Chris? You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, maybe it's this, like, maybe the question is, like, so we look at, like, how this whole isolation thing has affected us, what it's made us feel, our dark points, you know, where the silver lining is. Like, um, we could go on for ages, but we're on a time limit. Like, what kind of advice would you give to people out there that are kind of going through something? Because I think we looked at the different parallels about being by yourself, being with a lot of people, having the option of going between the two, being with people and being by yourself. So, like, I don't know if you were going to give tips to people out there, like, what would you say to them? Like, because obviously things are, quarantine's kind of lifting, but we're still not back to normal. What would you say? Um, 
What would I say? I would say appreciate the people around you because I don't know why, but just appreciate them. They're there for a reason. They're there because they care about you. Um, what else would I say? I would say get work on you. Um, a lot of people, like you said, are being forced to face their demons now that quarantine has happened. Um, I think it's always better to get that dealt with and out of the way so you can move forward with your life rather than have it always lingering in the back of your head. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but yeah, that's my advice. I would say take the time to just get, like, learn something or do something you always wanted to do, whether that's talk to a family member about something that happened in the past and you wanted to get it out of your heart like they were saying or whether that's a skill that you thought you couldn't go for because you just saw yourself short for that um in my case that would be <laughs> no I wouldn't take even a haircut I wouldn't take even a haircut because I'm not there yet and that's just something that I, it's just, I just found cool <laughs> In case you all don't know, like, Chris gave Ramon a haircut, and hey, look at it, that's the result. No, that's not what <laughs> He ruined it. <laughs> that's not my result. Um, but, yeah, um, in my case, it would be actually... It would be sewing. Yeah, it would be sewing. Be- just because, like, I've actually... I've never went as far as getting actually getting a sewing machine and wanting to sew new things and actually learning to sew new things and... You know, just actually starting because the hardest part of some doing things is actually just yeah. doing it, like just starting it. For sure. So I would say, yeah, just learn a new skill and find the time or take the time to just do it. Mm. Nike commercial. Yeah, you just do it. Um, and you know what? I, I think on that, I think it's very much dependent on where people's disposition is in life. Because I think there's, you know, people are at different spaces and I want to pick up on something that <clears throat> Ramon said earlier about people checking in on you, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm with you 100 because I've had the same where people have checked in on me. But at the same time, I say there's like, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, at the same time, there's a certain level of ignorance about that because it's like we expect them to check up on us no, I agree. and we don't know what they're going through mm-hmm. in their own space, in their own time. You feel me? Because they could be in a really dark place yeah. and they might not check up on us and not checking up on us is like, well, why are we checking up on them? You feel me? Mm-hmm. And we don't know. So we don't know where everybody had gone. And at the end of the day, we're going through a whole pandemic. So I feel like it's, I saw this post and I really like related to it because it said, <laughs> yeah, it was a post that said something like, "Oh, stop being so like conceited or like just think mm. so self-centered." Mm. Like it's a whole pandemic. Stop basing somebody's loyalty based on like whether they hit yes, you up or not because yes, it is yeah, a whole yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like the fact that if whether they do hit you up or not, whether they're there for you right there or not, it doesn't show like a sign of like loyalty, but it just shows like a sign sign of strength. Mm. in the no, relationship or the friendship whatever it is 100 100 and uh, do you know what? i think that's what i take from this whole conversation we've just had just now it's like there's a word that comes to the top of my mind now which is empathy you know i think it's empathy for those around us mm. you know knowing that they're trying the best to do or their intentions are the best for us and if people don't call up on you hey it's okay you know they might be going through shit themselves um and you know what again based on disposition of where you are 
you might want to do something new like Cap said like go out there try something new do something new like Ramon said you might want to go out there and, and, and fix things or you know tap into your talents or it could be like me you know face your demons you feel me I think if anything this epidemic has taught me that okay epidemic is it epidemic what's the difference pandemic. Pandemic, pan, uh, it's a pandemic 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 okay you know I'm illiterate I'm bougie by the way I'm illiterate as hell but um, no I'm with you but I think the key thing is um, you know what just do you and do you from a place of love mm. you feel what I'm saying and, and I don't know it's something that my dad always used to say like keep love in the centre of everything you do and goodness will follow you and as much as I had a love-hate relationship with the guy that's one thing I took from him is like everything I do I always try and do it from a place of love I might not always get it right sometimes I get it wrong but if love's in the centre then you know what you're blessed with you know what people a virtual hug to everybody out there we'll get through this you know we will You guys have anything I want to say to you? Could, you have anything you want to say to anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. You have anything you want to say, LJ? I was just gonna say that like, we had bare topics like depression, self hate, so. But I think that's another topic for another day. Like we will definitely do another one, the three of us, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys. Like, sorry, I know I talk and I kind of be overpowering, and I'm working on that because I'm an issue, but. Um, guys, we're going to be looking at depression, self-hate, self-criticism, loneliness, relationships, anxiety. And I want to say on that note, anxiety. I've been dealing with bare anxiety. But you know what? There you go. Do you know what? Just deep breaths. Find some kind of distraction. Do something, you know, and it will kind of go away with time. And I think that's all I want to say to your people. Okay, well, um... Guys, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Season 2, episode 1. Tune in for the next episode next week. We'll be talking about a whole different topic. Um, Thanks for all the support. Follow my friend on Instagram. And, yeah. I just want to thank everybody for listening one more time. And deuces. Bye. (laughs) Yay!